Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 57, The Ties That Bind Story, My Personal Journey to Healing. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. As always, it is fantastic to have you with us on this great journey. This is the Strategic Living Podcast. We are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies. I believe we can change communities and cities and families and nations. We can have our own mind and heart healed and we can discover who we really are and engage what God has created us to do in our lives. Well, going to be a very unique and very special program today. I'm sharing my story with you and how the ties that bind came to be. Let's get started, everybody. Well, again, it's great to have you with us today on this episode number 57 of the Strategic Living Podcast. And man, how time flies. I've been debating for a number of days, if not even a couple of weeks now, if I would share this particular segment with you today. But I share my story openly as I travel around the world and I train and teach others about healing, about the soul of man, about healing the broken soul, about the ties that bind, about leadership development, about personal discovery. I have no problem sharing my story, but when you put something out on the internet, as it were, well, it's just out there. But I'm asked all the time, how did the ties that bind come to be? And if you're listening to this program for the first time, and maybe you don't know much about our work, the ties that bind is a teaching that I do. In fact, it's a seminar that we conduct around the country, around the world that is very powerful, leads individuals through the process of discovering what's been holding them back. And we not only identify those things, but we process and deal with them in the place where they need to be dealt with so that we can be free to become and to engage all that God has created us to be. And the ties that bind was originally given to me as a series that I taught in a church that I pastored in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we were overwhelmed, frankly, at the the result and what God did through that particular teaching. It eventually became a book. It eventually was recorded as a DVD curriculum and so on and so forth. But I'm asked all the time, how did the ties that bind come to be? And of course, others want to know my personal story because we talk very transparently about the life that we've lived, the struggles we've been through, the things that happened in our childhood, and also the process that God walked us through so graciously uh, to discover our own healing. And I'm asked sometimes by maybe cynics or skeptics, what makes you an authority on this healing deal or the soul deal? What? Why is it that you think you have some edge on talking about this, such a tender and such a specific subject matter? Well, I don't purport to know everything, and I'll tell you that flat out, but I will tell you that my life, my story is an open book, and I do have a story to tell, and it's my story. It's a true story, and I'm not proud of the mistakes that I've made. I'm certainly not proud of the failures in my life, but I am very proud of a God that graciously loved me through the process, uh, a God who 
had predestined me before the foundations of the earth to do something great, to be something great. And even though I had failed on so many occasions and in so many different ways, the fact is he still saw me as his son and he allowed me back to a place of restoration and power and strength and grace to walk out the very destiny that he had planned for my life. Well, today on the podcast, I want to share with you a a story, my story, and it's a recording of a recent opportunity that I had to share from my heart about my life and about the ties that bind. And it's important that I bring this up now, and I, I decided to do it this week specifically because we're just now two weeks away from hosting our last Ties That Bind encounter for 2014. We're hosting that in Houston, Texas, October the 10th and 11th. I'll tell you more about that at the end of the program, but I want to share from my heart what God has done in my life, share with you the journey, share with you the revelation, the understanding that we have received to this point in our walk, and I trust that in me sharing my story, that someone who hears this will be not only touched by it, but it will open up a place of faith and opportunity and grace for them to say, okay, that's, that's me. I need someone to walk me through that process. My heart is to see you healed. My desire is to see precious hand of the Father above to reach into your life and just tap you on the shoulder and say, my son, my daughter, I love you. I know you're hurting. I know it's messed up. I know things don't look really good right now. But I want you to know that you're still mine. I still care for you. And I want to restore you back to that place that I've always seen you sitting in. So I want to share with you today this story about my life, how God revealed to us certain truths, how God downloaded into our hearts the, the truth and the revelation behind the ties that bind. So let's go right now to my sharing of the story, the ties that bind story, my personal journey to healing. I was raised in a great home and raised in a Christian environment. In fact, all my life, all I've really ever known is being around church, being around other believers. And from the time I was a young child, I had this love for God. I, I knew instinctively that He had something great planned for me. I think some would refer to that as I felt a call of God on my life. Had no idea what that meant at the time, but I just knew that, that I was destined for something that would be significant. Like so many people at a very young age, in my case it was 11 years old, I was molested. I was introduced to pornography by the same individual that, that hurt me in that kind of way. And at 11 years old, a child just simply does not know how to process that. And then you add on top of that dynamic that in our church culture, we were very legalistic. Uh, sin was not looked upon very kindly, of course. Therefore, uh, rather than dealing with things openly and really dealing with the significance of this type of event, we hide it, we put it under the radar, we stuff it away so as not to have to be uh, embarrassed or shamed in front of people. Well, that's what I did as a kid. I didn't know what else to do. My parents didn't know, my peers didn't know. No one in my life knew what had happened to me. So it all went inside. The Bible says that if we bring things into the light, we can be healed, but if we keep them in darkness, Satan can rule that area of our heart. And so therefore in my life, unbeknownst to me, I had really yielded that part of my soul 
to an enemy that had every intention of keeping me from performing that same destiny that God had for my life. Uh, I would say to you that Satan has one intention in, in his entire existence, and that is to keep you from becoming the person God has created you to be. And with that in mind, here I am, a young child, growing up with what turned out to be addictions and behavior patterns, and then you add on top of that the shame and the guilt and the condemnation that Satan piles on a person, and I was just tormented. I was angry. I had a very high temper when I was a child and didn't really know how to handle my emotions because on the outside I was a great happy kid. On the inside though there was this turmoil, this struggle taking place. Another battle going on was the voice I would hear from the Lord, man you're my son, you're going to be great, you're going to do great things for me. On the other hand I was hearing voices like, no man, you're, you're, you're used goods, you're damaged goods, you're not going to amount to anything. Look at you, you're addicted to things, you're, you can't even keep your own life straight. And this struggle that I was living for all of those years, I know, I've met people all over the world living a similar struggle. It might not be sexual addiction, it might not be alcoholism, it might not even be just anger or emotional trauma. But we, we have this battle between what God says about us and what Satan wants us to believe about us. And that warfare is raging in the soul of man. It's the soul, that area that contains our will, our mind, our emotions, and in there lies the secret of unlocking our destiny. Well, all of my life I grew up with these struggles. At 22 years old, I married my wife, Sabrina, and because I had not been introduced to this truth, I had not been introduced to revelation concerning the soul of man, I brought all of that baggage, all of that hurt, all of the pain, all the conflict from my upbringing and my early years into my marriage. So here I am, a broken individual, and I marry someone that God sends to me, and I expect somehow that my marriage is going to be whole. Well, that's a fantasy, really, because how can anything broken be whole? And so for the first 11 years of our marriage, we struggled greatly. A lot of anger, a lot of rage, a lot of malcontent, a lot of arguments, uh, I didn't know how to love my wife because I didn't feel loved. And therefore, uh, as things kind of progressed, of course we had two beautiful kids, but 11 years into our marriage, we came to a crisis place, 1999, I'll never forget it. Uh, March 1st, 99, I got a phone call that my dad had passed away. And for me, already struggling with these things, already just in deep turmoil, tremendous conflict, my dad passing so suddenly was a tipping point for me because some of my other issues were I wanted his approval so desperately but never really got it. And I knew now he's gone so I'm not going to get that. So it just sent me spiraling. And 1999 was a difficult year. During the course of that year, I'll never forget traveling all over the world, doing ministry, touching people involved in my church, but dying on the inside. Got toward the end of that year and it was not good. I decided that Something has to shift. Something has to change. And in my own way, I was crying out to God, God, if something doesn't happen here, I don't know that I can even go on. I seriously contemplated taking my own life because it was just that much of a strain. I didn't see a way out, really. God was so gracious because He sent across our path a secular program 
which I pushed back on because, you know, I was a church kid. I was, I was going to do the Christian thing. And this wasn't a Christian company. This wasn't a Christian program. It was a secular program. But God nudged me because He knew He had set that up so that in that place, the most unexpected place, He was going to meet me there and He was going to shake me up and He was going to allow my heart to be opened up to where He could go in and do surgery on that place in my heart that had been broken and shattered and messed up for so long. I went to this program in April of 2000 and God, in fact, did meet me in that room. Over the course of three or four weeks of going back and forth to different sessions, God literally just did this precious, very gentle, but very thorough surgery on that place in me that had been fractured as a young child. My soul had literally been split. I had been adhered to or adhesed to individuals, events, uh, relationships, sexual encounters, all these things that had taken place over now 22 years of my life. I had been, my soul had been linked to and joined to these relationships and these events. Soul ties were formed. I didn't have a clue what a soul tie was at that point. But I, I began to realize that God wanted to sever and break off of me all the limiting factors, all the things that had been holding me back, all the things that had actually prohibited me from becoming the man He created me to be. Therefore, they had prohibited me from doing and accomplishing and performing the things that He had assigned me to accomplish. As God brought us through that healing process, mine and my wife's marriage was miraculously healed. The grace of God came in a way that I can't even express to you what happened in that particular place. It was just nothing short of the grace of God. But it was real. And I have to confess to you that as we began to walk out that process, I went through a number of emotions because I, I became a little angry, a little disappointed, maybe in a healthy way. Why is it that so many Christians, I began to reflect on all the churches, hundreds of churches I'd been to over the years, all the people that I knew, all the relationships I'd observed, all the conversations I could remember having in pastor's offices. And I began to think about all the brokenness that was unaddressed. All of the people just like me, dealing with whatever issues it may have been, but they were struggling to find this grace, struggling to find this healing. And I got a little bit upset because I recognized the church wasn't talking about it much. And God opened my heart to receive a revelation concerning the soul of man, concerning the ties that bind, concerning soul ties and connections and old events. And over the course of a year or two, we began to learn and understand some things. In 2004, I'll never forget it, God, God downloaded into my heart a teaching called The Ties That Bind. And we began to teach that at our local church. And I never anticipated what would happen over that six or eight week period. But as God was, through our own process and through our own revelation, we were just sharing this, these concepts with people, I watched as God began to unlock and release people from these, these bondages that had held them for so long. And I said, okay, we're on to something here. As my wife and I began to seek the Lord about what we were to do with this, we recognized very quickly that out of our pain over the years, but also out of our healing, God was inviting us to take this message around the world. 
He was inviting us on a journey to where we could bring hope, bring encouragement, bring healing to people just like us, real people. They love God, they're saved, but they're hurting. And so that's our quest, that is our journey, that is our assignment to bring to you, to bring to as many people as we can the message of healing, message of hope, message of freedom, and a message that will activate and release in you the very thing that God created you to do. I believe for you, God has something very special. I believe for you, this is the time. I believe that for you, this is the moment when you can say yes to God. And let me just share this with you. I, I know what it feels like to be invited to say yes, but there's this fear. But what if somebody finds out about my stuff? What if someone realizes that I don't really have it all together? What if I have to let this mask down and someone sees the real me? I dealt with that. And I will tell you the greatest struggle I had in my process of healing was facing down the spirit of fear that wanted to keep me in bondage. But I will tell you that God has not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. God's not going to condemn you. No shame, no guilt, no stones. But I will tell you this right now. God is longing for you to allow Him into that dark place that you've kept hidden, into that place where you have not wanted anybody to see, into the place where you've not even wanted to go because it hurts too much to go there. He's inviting you to go there and to break the ties that bind. Well, I trust that that spoke to someone on this podcast today. I am keenly aware that a lot of people have stories. might not be just like my story. Maybe your circumstances were different. Maybe some of the issues that you struggled with growing up were not the same as mine. That's okay. The moral of this story is very simple. God longs for you to be whole, spirit, soul, and body. Whatever broken place there is in you, there is healing, there is restoration, there is the release from bondages, there's the release from the ties that bind, soul ties, things that would hold you back and keep you from becoming that man or that woman that God has created you to be. Wherever you are, however desperate the circumstance may feel today, I want to just stress to you right now, there's hope. And yes, I know exactly what it feels like to reach a place where you don't know if there is any hope. In fact, you're pretty convinced there's not hope. I reached a place in my life in 1999 where I thought, man, there is just no way this is ever going to change for the better. And I, I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. And if I thought there might be a light, as you've heard the saying before, surely it was a freight train coming for me. But man, oh man, my heart is full as I'm recording this episode because I know that this is reaching someone's heart who is desperate to find a place of healing and restoration and 
the reconstitution of a destiny, of a dream, of something you've longed to do in your life. Well, if somehow this has touched you, I want to invite you to do a couple of things. One, go to brianholmes.com forward slash 057. Scroll down in the show notes for this episode and leave us a comment there. Leave us a question. Share with us your heart. What is God doing in your life today concerning your healing, your journey? Where are you in the journey? And secondly, I'd love to invite you to be a part of our event that's coming up here in Houston, Texas very, very shortly. Well, the Ties That Bind is going to be in Houston, Texas, October the 10th. And the 11th, that's a Friday evening and then all day Saturday, the Ties That Bind, Houston, Texas. For more information, go to brianholmes.com and you will see a number of links there right on the homepage to get you to the information page about this event. I'm asking you, if this has touched you today, to consider coming to the Ties That Bind Houston. I believe with all of my heart, it will be worth the investment you make to get there the time that you spend there and I can assure you that God will meet you there and that your life will never be the same join me in Houston, Texas October 10th October the 11th go to brianholmes.com for more information or to register I want to see you there Well, if you enjoyed this podcast, we would encourage you to subscribe to it in iTunes. And while you're in there, be sure to rate the podcast and give us a one, two, three, four, or five-star rating. And man, if you'd really want to help us out, you can leave a review there and let us know how this podcast, this online radio program is a blessing to you, how it's changing your life, how it's affecting you. And all of that can be done at brianholmes.com forward slash iTunes. We would so greatly appreciate that. Hey, also help us get the word out. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus, all these various places that we hang out with people. I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Until then, may God richly bless you. We'll see you next time.